0: Welcome back to the Space
1: News Pod. My friends, this show is sponsored by nobody. Okay, so let's get into this SpaceX. Um, I guess it's space tourism. It, they're not doing it themselves, though. They're not doing it themselves. So let's get into this just from the get-go. There's an article on TechCrunch right now. Amazing. Amazing. This is actually happening. And I've reached out to the company that SpaceX is partnering with to see when all this is going to be happening. Just check this out. SpaceX is partnering with a commercial private um, space tourism company called Space Adventures So check this out. Let's get into the browser here. SpaceX has a new partner for commercial private astronaut flights aboard its Dragon spacecraft space adventures. Private space tourism company that has already launched private astronauts into or including. um, uh, I don't know how to say names. (laughs) Uh, Mark Shuttleworth is the only one that I know how to say. I apologize for that. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me. So um, they're going to be working together. Uh, I'm not sure when they're going to be doing it. I reached out to the company. I reached out to Space Adventures to see when this is going to be happening. I asked if it's going to be happening after the DM2 mission, etc. But they didn't give me an answer yet. So Space Adventure, this is according to TechCrunch. They've worked with seven clients across eight separate missions to the International Space Station for private paying commercial space missions using paid seats on the Russian Soyuz rocket. So that is going to change. Once all this stuff happens with SpaceX, once they become um, rated for human flight to the International Space Station, once they actually get that accomplished, they can move forward with this kind of thing, I believe. Because I don't think they want to put it into jeopardy, right? They don't want to put themselves in jeopardy because if they do some space tourism, if they launch people into orbit around the Earth before they send people to the International Space Station and something catastrophic goes wrong, that would put a huge, huge damper on the DM2 mission. So... I believe this is gonna happen after the DM2 mission. DM2 is gonna be happening in May, May 7th. Come here live, we'll be going to Florida, to check this out. So this is the Space Adventures website. Space Adventures announces agreement with SpaceX to launch private citizens on the Crew Dragon spacecraft. Woo, this is huge. This isn't just, like this isn't, this doesn't happen every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, this doesn't happen all the time. This never happens. You know, especially a, a, an American company. This has never happened. So this is a brand new thing that um, that we're witnessing right now. This is history in the making, to be honest with you. Um, So let's go over this press release a little bit. And let's take a look at what they have to say. Uh, building on the success of Crew Dragon's first... Demonstration mission, the DM-1 mission to the ISS in March of 2019, and the recent successful test of the spacecraft's launch escape systems, Space Adventures Inc. has entered Inc. has entered into an agreement with SpaceX to fly private citizens on the first Crew Dragon free flyer mission. This will provide up to four individuals with the opportunity to break the world altitude record for private citizen spaceflight and see planet Earth the way no one has since the Gemini program. So it hasn't been secured yet. No one's been secured. This is just happening. You know, like this is kind of breaking news today. Um, so they said, if interested parties are secured, this mission will be the first orbital space tourism experience provided entirely with American technology. Private citizens will fly aboard SpaceX's fully autonomous Crew Dragon spacecraft launched by the company's Falcon 9 rocket. The same spacecraft and launch vehicle the SpaceX will use to transport NASA astronauts to the ISS. So if you have enough money, you can do this. You know, if you're like, this is a thing that I want to do. I want to go to space and you have a ton of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, I'm sure probably half a million dollars to do this this is a huge huge deal um so i'm i'm expecting about half a million dollars for this because trips to the iss are 250,000 or more so this is bigger than that um the historic mission mission will forge a path to making space flight possible for all people who dream of it and we are pleased to work with space Adventures team on the mission said uh out well, who's the president of in chief operating officer, the COO of SpaceX. The Gateway Foundation. Sounds super familiar. We do a quick Google. Is that the Oh <laughs> I was like, wait a second here. Drug and uh <laughs> Drug and alcohol treatment. I was like, that's is the wrong podcast, buddy. <laughs> uh, the Gateway Foundation. Gateway Foundation is formed to build the first spaceport. The plan includes developing a robust space construction industry, the first artificial gravity space station, and finally the Gateway. We're the first steps to colonizing space and colonizing space in other worlds. The Gateway Foundation will connect people from um, all over the world so they can make the first step together. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Maybe that could be a thing eventually in the future um, with this kind of uh, space travel with people traveling to space. So let's read on about space adventures. And thank you for that input, uh, Greg. That's pretty cool. So let's read on about space adventures. Creating unique imposs- or previously impossible opportunities for private citizens to experience space is why space ventures exists. Um, from 2001 to 2009, our clients made history by flying over 36 million miles in space on eight separate missions to the ISS pretty rad. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty cool. So I got a question for you guys that are in chat right now. If I do this every night, if I do a podcast every single day, every night, whatever, you know, we'll set a time, we'll figure it out. Would you guys show up? You think it would be pretty cool? You know, a daily space news podcast, because I do a podcast anyway. I could do it on here too. So I could just put on the camera, start talking to everybody. Just let me know in chat. Let me know what you think, because I do have a regular podcast too. And since I'm doing this on YouTube, um, I'm actually going to take this audio and post it up on my podcast too. So everyone who is in podcast land, thank you for all of your continued support. And also on YouTube, thank you for all your continued support. You're amazing. Um, I've said. Let's see if TechCrunch has any more information that they didn't post in the press release. So this is a space adventures YouTube video. I'm going to I'm going to mute it. Let me put on my headphones. I'm going to mute it because there's going to be some audio here from these guys. I'm sure that will uh, play in the background. It'll probably have like some sort of let's, this. let's create the future of private space flight, fly further from Earth than anyone in the last 50 years. Expected launch late 2021 to mid-22 from Cape Canaveral, Florida. Okay, late 2021 to mid-2022. Flight duration up to five days. I didn't even know the intro music was back there. The background music. Sorry about that. Training a few weeks. Spacecraft. SpaceX Crew Dragon. Thanks, Greg, for that little tip there. Totally forgot that was going on. That's pretty crazy. OK, so let's go over this again. So get out of there. This is um, this is Space Adventure's YouTube page. Yeah, thanks for those tips guys, Quantum and um, Greg. I don't know why that's even on there. I don't know why the intro music is even on there, but thanks for that. Let's take a look at this again real quick, without the background music. Help us create the future of private space flight. Uh, Fly further from Earth than anyone in the last 50 years. That's from Gemini. Uh, You'll be the first to do that since Gemini. Expect launch date late 2021 to mid-22. 2022 from Cape Canaveral, Florida, USA. Flight duration up to five days. Crazy. Five days, man. Training a few weeks conducted in the USA. Dude, I would do that. Spacecraft, SpaceX, Crew Dragon. Beautiful, beautiful craft. Well, this is going to be... This is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. If they actually get this partnership properly funded and people want to do this, this is going to be a huge, huge thing for not just private space flight, but for people, for human beings, because we don't fly in space, you know, there's a couple of us up there right now on the ISS. Then from there, what do you do? There's a couple more people, you know, here and there to fly up there. And then, you know, there's going to be a couple more people, um, DM2 mission, which is going to be happening in May this year. That's going to be flying up to the ISS. There's people that come and go, but not normal people. Like not you and me who, or just some rich person that has $500,000. That's going to do this half a million dollars to do this. You get five people up there. This is also going to be really cool for, um, studies of the psyche, right? So studies of your mind when you're in space, if you're up there for five days and you're in this little can, like it's not huge, it's not big. And there's not a lot of amenities, you know? You're in this little tin can with a bunch of other people. So what's that going to be like, right? It's going to be crazy, 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 crazy. Expected launch date late 2021 to mid 2022 from Cape Canaveral, Florida, USA. Let's go to this Cape Canaveral. It's just down South. I just have to go South, go down, go down the map late 2021. So I have a year. You know, it's 2020 now of a year and a half, probably to mid 2022, maybe two years to do this. So SpaceX is going to be doing, you know, uh, flights to the ISS in between now and then. And if that happens perfectly and nothing goes wrong, then this is probably going to happen too. Oh yeah, Greg, that's true. Space tourism. Greg said space tourism will really take off. No pun intended when there's a fully functioning space station slash hotel. I think so. And I think this is the first kind of like Wright brothers kind of moment. This will be one of those Wright brothers moments where it's like, okay, let's get this party started because this is going to start a whole industry, you know, these kind of things. And if, if SpaceX has a partner, right. And they're human rated, they can fly people to space. There's going to be other companies that are like, okay, so there's people up there and they have millions of dollars to spend. Well, if you're going to be on a little tin, in a tin can, it's probably going to be better if you're in a little space station. That's, you know, three times as big as that. You have your own cabin, you know, it's kind of like on a cruise ship where. You know, you're on, you're in a boat. And you're out at sea and you can't really get out of there. I mean, you can if there's an emergency, but it's for those kind of people that like that kind of thing. You know, it's like for the super adventurer, not cruise ships aren't super adventurous, but super adventurer who is like, I'm going to be the first person to do this. I wonder what reviews will be like on TripAdvisor for a ride to space as weekly one, two, three. Um, Probably probably okay. I'm sure they're going to be like the ride was kind of bumpy, but other than that, everything was great. And the views were spectacular. The food was going to, because they have to use MREs probably. Or, you know, some sort of space station food, which, you know, I've, I've heard all the astronauts say that it's not that good. So the food probably going to get one star. The views will get five and the trip itself. will get, um, Probably three because it's going to be bumpy and scary, but when you get into space, it's going to be more fun. Uh, gambling in a casino, what about that? Think about, um, are there rules in space for gambling? There's no rules. Literally, like, who's going to say you can you can or can't do anything?
0: I mean. No
1: one, no one has any authority up there, right? Like you're in space. No one's going to say, sorry, buddy, you can't gamble in space. No one has the authority to do that. You know, there will be a person complaining because it was loud. (laughs) There's going to be one person, right? (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be one person that's like, yeah, the rocket was a little bit loud. And when we came back in, it was a little bit fiery when we came back to Earth a little bit fiery. I didn't like the fire. (laughs) No, but think about that. There's no rules. Everything is legal. You know, I mean, there are there are charters that say, like, you're not supposed to kill somebody in space or whatever, not supposed to use weapons, but everything else. I mean, You can't bring things from earth into space. That'll harm people because there's, there's rules about that. But when you get to space, if the things are already there, uh, how far up in altitude does a country own? Oh, damn. That's true. Do they just own the land or do they own the space above the land and how high in this space do they own? Do they own infinity into space? And when they do, as the earth rotates, does their ownership rotate with the earth? So at any given moment, we could be owning something a million light years away. You know, Vermont. I'm in this, uh, <laughs> in this beautiful state of Vermont. Maybe Vermont, you know, this part, maybe Vermont goes straight up. Who knows? And then as we rotate... Maybe Vermont owns some giant star a hundred million light years away. So can I kill someone in space? I think so. I'm not a space lawyer. I don't know. Um, I think there are rules about not killing people. But I mean, you're only going to get caught when you land, right? You can stay up in space forever. No one's going to catch you. No one's going to be like, I am the space police. I'm going to get you. I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a space lawyer. Can you kill somebody in space? What happens if you kill someone in space? That's kind of a crazy thought. But gambling in a casino, I don't think anyone's going to care. People are going to be like, yeah, Vegas can do it. There's going to be gambling, casino, prostitution, everything, drugs, probably as long as you can make it in space. I think there's going to be no restrictions unless of course there's restrictions on the space station itself. So if you're docking with something and then there's like rules on that space station, such as, okay, you can't, whatever, you know, you can't do drugs here. Okay. That's understandable because if you do drugs, you might go crazy. <laughs> you're gonna eat Logan Paul into the sun says war chicken. Um, do you think he would do it? Do if Logan Paul would go to space? And then you could just be like, sorry, Logan, here's a, uh, here's a hatch. Go check out this hatch, Logan. This is the place where you train for MMA. There's an MMA trainer behind that hatch. And then yeet, he gets sucked out into the sun. Space lawyer, new job. No, there's already space lawyers. Uh, space lawyer. Yeah. That's, it's like a thing already. What is space law? Becoming a space lawyer. Legalcareerpath.com. What is space law? Um, that, was, that comment was from uh, Greg Smith. Yeah, we don't want lawyers in space. We want it to be a free for all. We want it to be crazy. <laughs> You'll be talking to my space lawyer. All right. If you throw Logan Paul into that hatch, you know, into the, into the airlock, go, Logan. There's an MMA fight behind that. That hatch. He gets sucked out and then you'll have to talk to a space lawyer. That would suck. A space lawyer would, you know. But who's going to prove it, right? He may have. He went out there on his own. He could have investigated a little bit. I don't know. I don't know how that (laughs) works. I don't know how any of that works. But yeah, space lawyers are a thing. What do space lawyers do? Space lawyers draft international treaties and national laws, advise lawmakers about good policy and whether to enter international agreements. Space lawyers may even help negotiate these agreements. They help government entities and even private companies engaging in space exploration comply with the existing laws and treaties. Because of the nature of space... Space lawyers engage in a great deal of policymaking. They might spend the bulk of their time drafting proposals or advocating for certain policies. Space lawyers must also understand enough science to give their clients educated service. That would make sense. We just need like, we just need to hang out in space. You know, just like whatever, as long as, you know, as long as you don't hurt somebody. And if you hurt somebody, like the whole collective of people could turn on you. Get the pitchforks and the uh, tiki torches out. (laughs) I'll burn you down. But then again, you're going to be burning somebody inside of the space station that you're in. So that's not good either. So I don't know. I think this is pretty cool. And it's with SpaceX. So that's even cooler. I mean, who? when do you think Blue Origin is going to kick in? You know, when do you think they're going to say, well, SpaceX has a cut of this? Uh, they already have their, their thing, you know, they have their um, New Shepard and all that. So they have their own thing. They have their own space tourism. SpaceX is like, we're going to make the best rockets. We're going to make a crew capsule. And then somebody else who wants to do the tourism, you take care of that. We're not going to worry about that. Blue Origin is taking the other approach, which is we're going to build everything. And you're going to be able to go in our rocket in our capsule and just go to space. Teaching would be a great job in space. Quantum spin said that in chat. Teaching would be a amazing job in space. I mean, we need to teach people in like the next generation, of course. And how cool would it be if you had kids go to space? Like, once, once kids like 16 ish, you know, they have to, I think they have to be a, I don't know if they have to be a certain age to launch a rock into a rock in a rocket. Like what is the age that you have to be to launch in a rocket? I don't know. Is there like 18 plus Or was it like 21. Like, is, do you have to be able to own a gun or like fight for your government to get to space? But what if there's like, you know, like a 13 year old goes to space a bunch of thirteen-year-olds go to space. Who takes care of those thirteen-year-olds? Also, how would that change humanity? When kids get to go to space, because the people, the kids that are around now, the ten to fourteen-year-olds that are around now, will be making the policies in the future for this kind of stuff. You know, like right now we're pretty rigid about this, but soon enough, somebody's parent is going to be a space tourist you know, and then they're going to tell their kid all about it. And then the kids want to do that and they want to become policymakers to, um, you know, make sure that everything goes well with space tourism. Uh, Weekly said, uh, I'm waiting for Boeing to join in the tourism business and cost twice as much <laughs> and be five to 10 years late. Greg Smith chimes in. Yes. It's possible. So, yeah. Once kids start launching, you know, the the astronauts of tomorrow, the Mars generation, as they say, um, once that starts happening, that's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. But this is the start of all this, of all that is like this, these kind of launches with space adventures, you know, Blue Origin. I mean, they're nothing to laugh at. They got their stuff together and the, uh, you know, New Shepard stuff. It's coming along quite well. So it's possible they launch before SpaceX does for this kind of stuff. You know, late 2021, Blue Origin has to kick it into high gear in order to get their space tourism program program um, off the ground, so to speak. <laughs> Weekly said uh, uh, Boeing will be plagued with software bugs. And Greg said... Greg Smith said NASA will bail them out though. (laughs) So if you're listening to the podcast, this is all happening on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash space news pod. And if you're on YouTube right now, hello. And also um, I do have a regular podcast, which I have to keep up with. It used to be daily and it used to be like a five minute daily thing. So what I think I'm going to do from now on, if everybody in chat Let me know if you want this to happen because I'm going to do it anyway. So I think it would be cool to have the support of everybody um, to do this every day. You know, a specific time every day, like 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern would be a good time for me uh, to do this. You know, we get in here, we talk about space stuff and whatever it is, we just chat about it. And, you know, whatever's happening that day would be pretty cool. Like today, this happened, the space adventures thing with SpaceX. If there's a launch, we do a launch that day, you know, something like that. We have a big community here But millions of people on YouTube that would be interested in space stuff. So I think it'd be pretty cool to get in here every single day and do a live stream, do a little, uh, you know, space news kind of stuff every day. Maybe not even news, just talk about space stuff. Maybe 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever. Um, but I think that would be pretty interesting. Uh, war chicken says, do you think normal people would be able to go to Mars anytime in their life? Or do you think that would most likely be in a hundred years or so? Um, if starship works and starship is a huge, huge deal, if starship works, if starship happens, I think it's going to fit a hundred people. Right. So Starship has a huge amount of room for people. And if it works. Maybe. Hundred years.
0: I think if if it all comes together in the next 20 years.
1: I think within 50 years we could do it. But man, that is a that's a tough one because you never know what's going to happen and how much money SpaceX is going to make and how big they're going to get and how they're going to make their money. And if they spin off, um, Starlink, I mean that they could spin off Starlink and make a bunch of money. Elon could sell Tesla. Google has been said to be interested in Tesla. So if he takes that money that if he sells off Tesla, his shares in Tesla, goes like, I'm out of here. Sorry, man, Google, take it over. Then take that money, put it towards starship, um, Maybe, maybe in the next 50 years. Daily talk would be great as long as it's not a bother. No, see, that's the cool thing. Like, I love this. I'd love to do this stuff And 30 minutes is pretty perfect. You know, like that's a pretty good amount of time to do this. That's what weekly said daily would be great. Um, and I love to talk about space stuff with other nerds with like myself. So, you know, we all hang out and talk about stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the next 50 years, maybe Starship. I, I mean, the timelines are crazy and. I mean, building Starship is crazy and it's it's going to take a long time. Elon says orbit by the end of this year, possible. I think it could happen. It's not a it's not a huge, huge undertaking to do that. But Elon's been wrong in the past. But they also have technology that they've been working on for what, however long SpaceX has been in business, you know? So they have all the, the background now. 10, 15 years or whatever. Um, yeah, they're going to need... Uh, war Chicken goes on to say because not everyone is super, is super smart and they're going to need firefighters, EMS security and a lot of other non-scientific jobs. Yeah, agreed. I think what NASA did... Um, and what, you know, the early space, space missions were for, were to prove that it's possible. It's to prove that it's possible for humans to fly in space and not die. And now it's like, okay, it's kind of like I'm from the U S so I'm going to say this in U S terms, everybody from the East coast was like, there's a gold rush on the West coast. We're going to go to the West coast and it's going to take us all this time to do it. But also it's going to be super dangerous to do this so let's all move to the West coast and let's do this crazy trip. Um, and it's, I think it's sort of like that. It's like humans are adventurers. We want to do cool stuff and we want to do things that no one else has ever done. Right. We all have egos. So, and we want to be like, I am the best ever, you know, or I have conquered space. You know, I think people have, that was me beating on my chest, by the way, for people that (laughs) people that are just listening. Um, but I think that's a possibility. You know, people are like, I'm going to go to space and I'm going to prove this is possible. We're going to go colonize space. And they, they do need firefighters. They need uh medics. They need in situ people that can just get stuff done while they're in a spacecraft. Is it possible? Greg Smith says, is it possible that Elon has a surprise in store for us with SN one, they are working 24 seven to get it built. Um, Let's see, um, I don't know. I, I think it's just going to be business as usual. I think it's going to be like, just get up there, just do your thing, you know, make sure it works and then, um, and then, you know, hopefully, hopefully it all works well and then move on. Uh, NASA has no space engine. Uh, It is really crazy. USA last 11 years is buying space engines from Russia. RS-25. That's what uh, Pavel said. Um, RS-25 engine for the space shuttle and SLS. Um, Well.
0: Let's see. Where did they get that built?
1: Rocketdyne. Let's see. Designed and manufactured in Rocketdyne in the United States at Rocketdyne. Um, later on, as Pratt & Whitney Rocketdyne. The RS-25 burns cryogenic liquid nitrogen or hydrogen and liquid oxygen propellants. Um, so that was for the space station or for the uh, space shuttle. Is <laughs> this channel for fairytale lovers? No, we just talk about stuff. We just talk about stuff. Um, talk about space stuff. That's what Pavel said is this channel for fairy tale lovers. Yes. Fairy tales are great. That's I'm not saying they're not, but we talk about facts and we talk about stuff. We talk about space stuff, man. Um, and we keep it positive. So if you bring any negativity into my channel, I'll have to kick you out. That's all that is. Sorry, man. That's how, that's how it works here. Um, if you come to disrupt, don't do it. I love discussion. Uh, but if you, if you discuss in a negative uh, connotation, that's not going to be uh, permitted here. So let's go back to this rocket engine, rocket engine, the RS 25. Um, first flight of S T S one occurred in April 12th, uh, 1981. <clears throat> so it's been a while. You know, and it it was on the space shuttle, I was going to say. I was going to say space station. So what about all the other engines, right? I, You know, we could get in a discussion about rocket engines all night long if you want to. But the podcast is only going to be 35 minutes long. So we only got like another minute left. <laughs> so we're not going to get into a rocket engine discussion right now. That could be for a different podcast. If you have anything informative to say about it, sure, of course. Have we been getting rides to the International Space Station? Yes, we have been getting rides for the International Space Station since the shuttle. But that's going to change soon, within the next couple months. So those engines are built right here in the United States. Uh, The RD-180 is an American engine. Yeah. So I mean SpaceX has been making rocket engines for since they've been SpaceX. Same with uh Blue Origin. So, you know, I do appreciate um I do appreciate chatting. And I do appreciate that kind of stuff. But you can't just say that. NASA has no space engine, it's really crazy. USA last eleven years is buying space engines from Russia. Um if you're talking about NASA buying space engines from Russia. Uh, NASA hasn't had their own rockets since the space shuttle. They've been hitching rides for satellites and stuff with other companies, U S companies that make their own rockets. So I have seen four liftoffs and two landings of the shuttle. This is awesome. I cannot wait. Wingman. I am absolutely jealous of you. That's what wingman said. I've seen four liftoffs and two landings of the shuttle this is awesome and cannot wait until the first flight. Yes. That's going to be amazing. War chicken says, I think the reason humans started to get lazy is because we are starting to lose our ability to explore. Humans are meant to explore. Think about it for thousands of years. We have been exploring. Yeah. Where do we go? I mean, we have satellite images of all of the earth except for under the ocean. I mean, we haven't really explored all of that. We don't know everything that's down there. There are still people exploring all over the world. But the world is only so big. I mean, we've been to the moon. We've been to a tiny, tiny chunk of the moon. But yeah, space is the next kind of exploration haven for people. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of the the next frontiers. It's kind of like Star Trek, right? The final frontier is space. You were down there. Uh, wingman says I was down there in 1986 when challenger went up as well. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. That's one thing that I never got to experience. And when I was a kid, um, I always wanted to experience that kind of stuff because it's always been very, very interesting to me. The space shuttle is just incredible. So you were right behind the countdown clock, wingman. That's nuts. (laughs) So hopefully I'll be down By the countdown uh, clock when they do the DM2 mission for SpaceX. That's my plan. But on that note, I got to get out of here. I'm going to post something in the community um, bulletin board thing on, on, yeah, SpaceX. (laughs) I just read a chat on uh, YouTube about, and on Twitter, about when I'm going to be doing these live shows. Because I think we could do them every night. You know, I think we could do them and I think it'd be really fun. And it's not that you know, like we just figure out something to talk about and then we just go off, you know, it's pretty cool
0: Let's
1: go off on a little tangent here. <sighs> first, saw the first flight of enterprise off the back of a 747 on TV. <laughs> yeah. That's see, that's where I saw it too. On TV. Crazy, crazy, crazy. War Chicken says, I wish I was a lot smarter because I love space stuff, but the schooling is super hard. Yes, I totally agree. I'm the same. I'm the same way, man. I'm the same way. I, I'm just a normal person. You know, I, I like to explore the, the whole gambit of space. You know, I want to, I want to learn everything that I can about space because it's really cool. Um, so I'll, I'll continue to learn and, you know, we'll continue these talks and stuff. I think it's pretty interesting to hear everybody's ideals and, um, ideas of the future of humanity and space. But for now I'm going to take off and I'm going to post this to the podcast. You can search for it on any podcast platform, uh, search for space news pod. Also come back here to YouTube. Um, I'll have more information on the Instagram channel, uh, which is the space news pod, Twitter is Space News Pod. Facebook is Space News Pod. Twitch is Space News Pod. YouTube is Space News Pod. Um, everything is Space News Pod except for Instagram, which is the Space News Pod. So we'll figure it out. Uh, hopefully we'll do another one tomorrow. I'll post up all the newest launches as soon as I get information about those, when those are going to be happening. But until then, my friends, wherever you are in the universe, thanks for the great chat. And um, I will see you hopefully tomorrow. That will be cool. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you soon. I got to click this button now. It says stream ending. Here we go. Later, guys.
0: We all have a lot on our plates. Work, kids, relationships. And sometimes it can be hard to just catch a breath. When life is go, 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 it matters where you stay. Hilton's family of brands is team members dedicated to making you feel truly cared for so you can mentally check out before you even check in. Take the break you deserve and book your next stay on Hilton.com. Hilton for the stay. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't-be-done, to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.